0: You are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Welcome back to Locked On NFL. This is going to be a fun show for all of you out there on the East Coast. We're going to go through your numbers and what you need to know. We're going to take a look at both of the eastern divisions and we have to talk quarterbacks because things are starting to loosen up as the teams get ready to head into free agency and there are a couple of quarterbacks that really have affected their teams or are about to i'm really excited about one of them in particular and we're going to get into it right now i'm ryan tracy the founder of rogue analytics and your host at rgr football how are you doing
0: i'm doing great ryan i'm jake lisco the other host of the locked on nfl podcast Really excited to dig into some more cap numbers. We get into the most interesting cap situations in the NFL in today's show when we get to the NFC East, and we're going to spend some time talking about the Philadelphia Eagles at the top of the show, too. First, though, let's talk about the other team in Pennsylvania. We've covered the Pittsburgh Steelers cap situation. They're currently either 18 or $14 million to get to zero, depending on what cap numbers you use for your cap Bible. But Ben Roethlisberger has apparently met with the team. The team issued an announcement today saying that they want Ben back. Ben wants to come back, but they know they have to look at that contract to make it work better with the team because they're going to try to make one more push here, I think. And I think this is going to involve something from the Philadelphia Eagles playbook and some void years on that Ben Roethlisberger deal.
1: That, honestly seems to be the only way they could pull that off. I'm I'm actually a little bit surprised because I would not have thought that the feeling would be quote-unquote mutual. Not sure if it's 50-50 there, but at the end of the day, you don't have, I think, a viable option. So if, if you're the team, you're looking to try to have whatever consistency that you can try to pull off. Although, I, for my opinion, I, I would – be exploring to tell you the truth there's a number of, of quarterbacks still on a carousel you never know where anybody's going to land and you do know what you have in Ben Roethlisberger are you comfortable with that if you're if you're running the show in Pittsburgh
0: I think that you know he's been doing it for so long there he's taken them so far there's a lot of loyalty to the player they did go get Dwayne Haskins so they have a bit of a lottery ticket there i mean that is a top 15 or so draft pick quarterback that they bring in who's obviously fallen from grace a little bit but there's a lottery ticket there you talk about other quarterbacks available reports on Wednesday were that the Marcus Mariota market has started to cool off a little bit so maybe that's not so much an option but for a team like the Steelers I think they go with what's comfortable I think that if he can stay healthy for the whole season he can operate at a baseline level but I think it's clear to most observers that Ben has taken a step back and they're just kicking the can down the road NFL teams love kicking the can down the road.
1: That's why there really is no salary cap. You can put that void year in, you can avoid a ton of money there. There are certain things that you've already done in this contract, so it's not like you can get rid of all of your cap deficit, but they should get back close to zero, right?
0: Yeah, I think so. If you look at the numbers on Ben Roethlisberger's deal, they've got $4 million in base salary and a $15 million roster bonus on the record for 2021. I believe most of that money could be converted into signing bonus and kicked into a void year. This is similar to what the Saints have done with Drew Brees' contract, or they're going to do with Drew Brees' contract to get him into retirement without, you know, putting the Saints cap into worse shape than it's already in. The Saints cap, we've also talked about quite a bit. But for the Steelers, they'll be able to push some of that money into future year or years, depending on how they structure it. But they're talking about an extension, I think. But I think that extension is just going to be those void years where I think Ben will probably not get actual years added to his deal, but they'll push that bonus into the future and they'll have that cap hit in the future for Roethlisberger. That'll accelerate after the 2021 season.
1: And that probably for all intents and purposes takes care of their immediate issue, right? Immediate issues are all over the place though. And one is happening in Philly and I don't think it's getting enough attention. We know that it was, you know, a falling apart of the relationship, between head coach and quarterback etc cetera, etc cetera. they did move on from Wentz we'll talk about their cap coming up here later when we get to that division but I just want to take a step back and, and really what I'm not hearing from people is just how much pressure this puts on two guys that are very very new to their roles in the quarterback and Jalen Hurts and the coach Nick Sirianni because what we thought was, oh, it's, it's either going to be Doug or it's going to be Carson. They're going to have something. Now they've decided to completely throw everything away, nearly starting from scratch. They've jettisoned their veteran wide receivers. It puts a lot of pressure on that duo. to, And maybe that's what they're trying to do. You tell me, does, does that pressure actually bring those two closer together as a us against them kind of mentality?
0: I mean, I think we first have to see if the Eagles try to get a quarterback. I mean, they're picking number six in the draft. They obviously believe in Jalen Hurts, but now you have a new coach in there. This coach didn't pick Jalen Hurts. I'm sure that he feels like, you know, he can design an offense. He said as much he can design an offense around either quarterback. He was quoted as saying when he was asked about who his starting quarterback was going to be at some point, but it's not his guy. So if there's a quarterback available when the Eagles are picking at six or if they want to go up and get one, if they want to go up and trade with Miami and and try to get a quarterback, well, we could see that happen. As far as Sirianni, I do not envy the job he has in front of him, man. I mean, yeah. inheriting a team in the mess that the Eagles are in that I think they're primed for a rebuild. I, I just don't see how that is is—is a very salvageable situation, but I would love to see what his plan is.
1: You know, and, and I would say, I, I know where you're coming from about the draft. That certainly is an option. And, and maybe that is building competition. It's always, you know, there's some kind of valuation rule of the dice. But I would say that then it's a mistake in management's part because if you have somebody that you at least know is competent, whether you're happy with his performance or not, don't move him now until you know what that future is going to look like. I think, again, it just puts makes the branch a little bit narrower that Nick is standing on. So he's not the only one. There's some thin margins out in a number of the Eastern divisions. We're going to get to the AFC coming up next.
0: We at the Lockdown Podcast Network love to save our listeners money, and no matter what kind of car you drive, if you're a do-it-yourselfer, you like to do your own car repairs, you like to replace your own washer fluid, whatever it is, from simple to complex, rockauto.com has you covered no matter what car you drive with their ever-increasing number of makes and models, and they cover them all. Whether you need a fuel pump assembly or that very basic washer fluid, they're going to have it at the best price you can find. They don't upcharge you for being a do-it-yourselfer like you'll see in some of those chain stores. And you don't have to go into the store, wait at the counter while the clerk looks up your car, make and model, tries to find the part that you can find for yourself anyway using rockauto.com's easy-to-navigate website. Go over to rockauto.com, see all the parts available for your car or truck, right, locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com February is Black History Month and the Lockdown Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and successes of black men and women in sports with a new series called Lockdown Presents More Than the Game. This week we have two conversations for you to wrap up the month. First, a discussion on protests in sports across leagues. Then tune in for a discussion on the importance of black history in sports what's been achieved, and the important work left to be done, all in discussion on the Lockdown Presents podcast feed. Subscribe on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. Ryan, we finally reached the finish line of our divisional outlook. We're here in the East. We've made it to the East Coast, although usually I feel like you know, cross-nation travel in the United States starts on the East Coast. We, we kind of went all over the place. We're going to start, though, today with the AFC East and the Buffalo Bills coming fresh off a very good season, a playoff run, Josh Allen taking a big leap forward. They've got some things to address, though, this offseason if they want to run it back.
1: Yeah, I got to tell you, I'm just here for the jet lag, so going west to east works just fine for me. <laughs> um, and in Buffalo, there's there are a number of things. I, kudos to them for the season that they had, and clearly they have a couple of things to do, but I don't think it's, it's desperate. I feel like they're, in, in terms of their roster build, I feel like they're in a pretty good spot to be able to try to maintain this division, and clearly there's going to be some changes. Uh, I do feel that they're going to have better competition this coming season than they did last, but you have to kind of justify the way that you build your roster. And they have a lot of money. What is it? Almost 35 million sunk into the wide receiver position. But I think that's working for them. I have no problem with them being uh, quite a bit, what almost double the average across the league. Does that bother you in particular?
0: No, because I think Stefan Diggs made a massive difference for Josh Allen. I think that the weapons really have helped him quite a bit. He took a step forward himself. The offense that Brian Dabble called up there went very well. It was a good fit. With Josh Allen, certainly. And they have to take advantage of that rookie deal. For, for a team like the Bills, and a lot of the teams we're talking about today, have they have quarterbacks on rookie deals. And when you've got that, you're going to see them overspending at other positions. And for the Bills, it's wide receiver and interior defensive line. Now, they do have a couple of positions, a couple of key players that they will have to replace. Daryl Williams had a renaissance season for them at right tackle. He's a free agent, and that tackle free agent market is looking relatively thin. So he will likely command more money, certainly more money than than the Bills paid him, probably more money than the Bills are comfortable paying him. They're tight to the cap right now, but as we just talked about, the cap is a bit of a myth. They're not tight enough to the cap. They're not in a position like the Eagles where they have no flexibility, but right tackle a position they'll have to deal with. I think both of the right guards that played for them this year are free agents as well, including John Feliciano who finished the season for them and played in the playoffs for them at right guard. And Matt Milano, who had a massive season for them at linebacker, is a guy that they probably don't want to have the outlay for. So they're going to need to find some sort of linebacker to play for them, no matter what you think about linebacker positional value.
1: Well, that's true, but I will say this too. I think Milano might be a candidate to take a reduction and come back on a smaller contract because, quite frankly, if I am him and his agent, I'm thinking that this is the spot that I want to be. This is a defense that I can grow into and continue to push my career forward rather than trying to reset. So I don't know. I'll hold out hope that that can go on.
0: I think we'll see. I think that there could be a pretty big market for him with the season he had. He might just get more money than the Bills are willing to to pay. And for a lot of these guys, you know, you get these windfall opportunities, you take them. I would love to see him back in Buffalo, quite frankly, because I think he's a great fit there culturally, schematically, etc. He broke out there. I'm just not sure if that's in the cards or not.
1: Well, and the cards were, I think, written on parchment when Ryan Fitzmagic was actually drafted. So he's on what contract seventeen hundred at this point, but looks like there is still that question going on there. Uh, the Dolphins are in a great position, I feel. I know there's a lot of rumor about their quarterback position with Deshaun Watson interest and in that kind of thing, but I feel personally that when you look at the way that their structure is laid out, again, heavy on the wide receiver in terms of what they're spending, but they're also spending in the secondary. I think that protects a younger quarterback. Give them a little bit of cushion there. I want to see them actually give Tua a chance. How do you feel about him?
0: I would like to see him get a chance. He's a guy that I really liked as a college prospect, and – it's, this isn't really fair of me, but Mac Jones has kind of harshed my vibe on Tua <laughs> Tagovailoa, because Mac Jones is a guy that, you know, he, he took Mac Jones's job and, and then Mac Jones went down there and arguably had a better season with, you know, getting better output from the wide receivers. So I, I think that Tua, you know, struggled a little bit, but... Quarterback development, not a linear process. Rookies aren't always as good as Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Baker Mayfield. Usually they're not. And so when you have to take a step forward, a lot of times you'll see it from season one to season two. A lot of times you see it when these guys turn 23 to was young coming out. We'll see what a full offseason does for him. If I'm the Dolphins, though, and I'm sitting at three, I'm not taking quarterback off my board. I'm at least considering it. I'm doing my work on these guys. And if there's somebody that I think, if I like Zach Wilson or Justin Fields, and I think that they can be better players in Tua because I've had him for a year now, I have an idea of what he is, then I'm open to it at least because I've seen too many teams be too afraid to pull the trigger on those kinds of moves.
1: I think you're exactly right. You have to be open to it because you saw what just happened in Philadelphia. There is no thing that you can't get rid of your other quarterback if you decide the young guy is the direction that you want to go. And quite frankly, I mean, why not push that competition? I just I feel for the process that he's gone through, and I hope he gets a chance to compete, whether it is with uh, a Wilson or somebody else brought in or whether they just end up staying pat. It's going to be interesting. One other guy that I think really has to get a chance to compete, and he needs a lot more help, is Sam Darnold. Still in New York. Not sure how that's happening, but, you know bigger mysteries abide all the time.
0: Talk about teams in the top five that should be looking at quarterback. There are people out there that believe the jets should stick with Sam Darnold and try to build around him. And I just think that, you know, you've run him into the ground enough. Maybe Sam Darnold had a bright star at some point and, and Adam Gase, maybe, maybe he snuffed it out a little bit. I don't know. Maybe, maybe Sam Darnold can turn it around in New York. You have, a very high premium pick. You can go get a Jamar Chase, a Penny Sewell, uh, Kyle Pitts. If you're on Daniel Jeremiah's board with Kyle Pitts being his third prospect and make it, make him the highest drafted tight end of all time, maybe. But I I think that the right thing for them to do is take what they can get from Darnold and get the quarterback and move on.
1: I am absolutely with you I'd love to see him go back out to the west coast I think that culture shock of New York probably was an aspect that isn't talked about but didn't help his progression I'll tell you that I would like to see him be the comfortable Darnold who maybe has a chance to outgrow what quite frankly has been a continuation of his college career in New York and continuations are always very difficult and I think Cam Newton kind of showed that to Bill Belichick this year and now they have a number of different things that they have to try to handle in New England as well
0: how about this division? New England has I think the third most cap space in football at 62 million or 68 million depending on what numbers you use. And the Jets are second I think in football with 67 or 75, 76 million or so. This division has a lot of money to spend. So so there's your argument for building around Darnold, right? You have a ton of money, you have all this draft capital. Maybe we can build it, right? Maybe we can go sign uh, Trent Williams, maybe we can go sign you know, Joe Tooney, the, the Patriots free agent, who I think they're going to try to bring back. But the Patriots, by their own right, have this, this question in front of them, in my, in my opinion, which is, do they finally commit to Bill Belichick's rebuild? Do they try to tear things down a little bit, recoup value for some of their veterans, the, the McCourties of the world that are coming back after opting out, those kinds of guys? or Or do they try to actually go for it again? Because... They, they didn't really commit this year, right? They had all the opt-outs that certainly hurt them. They, they bring in Cam Newton to try to maybe, maybe we can rediscover something there didn't quite work out. And now you need a quarterback. Now you need two wide receivers. Now you have needs elsewhere on the team. As all those opt-outs are getting older, they can learn a lesson from some teams that held on to their aging veterans too long and try to get some value while some of these guys still have it and go for it in a year or two, if they can get enough assets
1: yeah and that's the question always comes back to one thing is bill belichick ready to commit to that rebuild yeah. And in my gut i just don't think that that's the case i think that it's a carousel still spinning around that he feels he can bring some balance to i'll be really interested to see how he does it or if he does it and there's plenty of questions left on the other side of this coast with the nfc we're going to get into them next
0: as we're getting ready for free agency on the Locked On NFL podcast, I know a lot of you are looking ahead to the draft. Online has all the draft props you could ever want. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. And even if you don't want to bet on football, the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are all in full swing for you. They even cover awards, TV shows, reality TV, you name it, BetOnline.ag has it. Go check out all their real-time updated odds and props on betonline.ag. They've even got you covered for news and scores. You can go over to the website, and when you sign up, use promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get 50% added to your first deposit. That's a 50% welcome bonus with promo code LOCKEDON at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts.
1: Betting on your favorite sport. Tennis, basketball, whatever it is, doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast. It's hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Subscribe to Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. This division out in the East in the NFC, it's... it's. It's difficult to see anybody making a big springboard, right? But that's what free agency is for, and that's why the cap comes so much into the picture here in this particular group, uh, other than one team, I think. This is the first one that we've seen that everybody's on the positive side for the most. Uh, the other three teams, I'm sorry, other than the Eagles that we talked about at the top of the show. And I think the biggest lingering question out there right now is what's going on in Dallas with their quarterback and what the future of Dak Prescott is. I'm still not even concerned about the contract so much as, well, what's his health going to be? Is his career going to continue at the level that it was? How do you feel about where he's at?
0: I mean, last we heard, I think Dax rehab is going pretty well. That's Ian Rappaport a month and a half ago in the middle of January telling us that he was working on the underwater treadmill, relieving pressure on that ankle as he rehabs and gets back on his feet. The original prognosis was, a four-month recovery that would put him ready for off-season activities if we get them when spring comes around. Dallas is in a pretty interesting situation, though. He is going to eat into that cap in a significant way. They've currently, for the 2021 season, only got $2.6 million allocated to the quarterback position. And obviously, when you add DAC money into that, that goes way up. That's going to restrict their ability to really spend elsewhere as they don't really have any promising cap cut candidates that kind of underperformed what their deal was and provided easy outs for Dallas. But they do need to fix that run defense in a big way. And at the same time, they've got a bunch of corners that are free agents, and they've just lost Byron Jones, so they have to find some running mates for Trayvon Diggs.
1: Yeah, I think that's really important, because uh, while I like what Diggs did as a rookie, he definitely needs... Uh, A partner on the other side, they're losing Chidobe Awuzie, I believe. At least that's what I'm seeing so far. We'll see if that holds true, but you have to have the balance right. And I think that this is a question, bigger picture, is can they go ahead and bring over more uh, import to the defensive side to try to be supportive of Dak and his return, which I think is going to happen. I don't know how optimistic I am about that. I mean, he could be the second quarterback in this division to maybe seek life elsewhere. Good for him. And the Eagles, like we talked about earlier, they have a lot of work to do still, like outside of just the Carson thing. What is it now? Like minus 700 million under the cap or something like that?
0: It's one of the worst cap situations in the NFL, if it's not the worst. I know we talked about the saints, but I honestly think the saints, despite being further from zero, have an easier path to get there. When I look at the Eagles cap situation, They've been pushing the, the can, kicking the can down the road for so long. And, and now they've taken about $40 million in dead cap hits already this year from the Carson Wentz trade and the Deshaun Jackson release. And when the cap goes down and you've self-imposed a cap restriction of another $40 million because of trades and releases due to whatever reasons they've gotten themselves into this situation, The Philadelphia Eagles are playing in a much smaller sandbox than any other team in the NFL, and they've got the biggest toys. They've got one of the highest numbers of cap commitments and one of the smallest effective salary caps for the upcoming season, and it's really hard to see a way out of it. So instead of talking about team building, which is not going to be what the Eagles want want us to talk about, I'm just trying to get past the fact that they – have a very hard time getting back to zero without losing key pieces on that defense.
1: I agree with you And that. There's no way around it at this point. This is one of the few teams as we've done this exercise across the entire NFL, that you see the same three position groups, both be a position of need and three of the highest spend position groups. It's the rubber's going to hit the road. Somebody is going to be a victim. I don't want to be there when it happens. Hopefully somebody gets out alive, and we're going to see just how they fix it, because this problem is bigger than just one or two moves. This is going to have to be more systemic, and maybe that's why the the Carson thing is just ripping the Band-Aid off, dealing with a year that they're not going to be able to put a, a team on the field that they really want to. We'll see how they bounce back, and bouncing is something that they are got to try to keep up with a bit, because I think there were things to take away from the bounces that the Giants had as well. Like Maybe you can see them projecting a little bit farther up in the standings, especially given the Eagle situation.
0: This division is ripe for the taking is kind of my take on it. Like you've got Dak Prescott and some really good players in Dallas. That offense looks really good, but they're going to end up spending like $140 million on their offense this year and $60 million on their defense in Dallas. <laughs> they're going to be a, a half of a football team, which means if you can be a complete team, I think Dallas is going to struggle to keep up some weeks and and that means things are open. I have a hard time seeing the Eagles being competitive, but the Giants off the, the back of a bit of a step forward from Daniel Jones, who is still not a guy I'm sold on at quarterback, could be in position to, to be one of two teams that has a, a halfway decent starting quarterback this year, barring a, a huge leap from Jalen Hurts. Right. And so. If, if they can replace some of the productivity on the interior of that defensive line and Leonard Williams and Dalvin Tomlinson, both of whom are big free agents on the interior defensive line, they have some good cap cuts they can make to free up some more money. They can go get aggressive, perhaps a wide receiver with this great wide receiver free agency class and, and then go try to compete in this division. I, I think that they have a lot of things in place to get there, which for me is a little bit of a surprise right now.
1: I think it is too, and you have to do that by balancing not just going to get some things that you need but not losing some of the things that you have too because that chemistry that I think is part of the whole experiment with the head coach and quarterback in New York, I don't think you want to disrupt that because it feels to me like it's kind of a tight line to continue that progress forward. Uh, Don't take away weapons if you don't have to. Build up that wide receiver group. I think there's there's bigger fish to fry here, and they could find themselves – very competitive based on what Dan Jones is capable of doing. And he might not have to face anybody in Washington yet because we don't know what's going on there. And I'm feeling less and less aware of what's going on in Washington every five minutes. Alex Smith came out, gave an interview this last week where some pretty harsh things came out in the way that they felt about him and his recovery and the process for that. But it's really left them, I think, in a a quarterback crossroads themselves and what you thought might be a mentor in Smith – is likely, sounds like he's not going to be there now.
0: The the upside for the Washington football team, if Alex Smith is not on the team, is it saves them $19 million against cap. And they've already got quite a bit to spend. That would put them up around $60 million in cap space. I don't know if Washington are players in the Deshaun Watson trade. I imagine Deshaun Watson would exercises no trade clause in in that scenario judging from the teams we've heard he could be interested in but this is a team that probably needs a quarterback they took a quarterback last year two years ago now I guess didn't work out we talked about him earlier Dwayne Haskins now a backup in Pittsburgh they need a quarterback they need a running mate for scary Terry McLaurin they need one more offensive lineman they need to bring back Brandon Scherf they probably will need a corner especially if Ronald Darby leaves for greener pastures. But the quarterback question is the biggest question, and it's not like this team is picking early. They lost their way into the playoffs, so they've got a bit of an up- uphill battle ahead of them there.
1: They do, and you know you can see some bright spots in the running backs in McKissick and McKissick and Gibson. Like, Can you build around that depending on what type of quarterback you go get? Because this is certainly an opportunity in the quarterback in this draft Uh, but I don't feel that it's overly deep, so you got to be very carefully treading here. I'm interested to see how the whole Smith thing works out, but at the end of the day, I think there's a couple of bright spots in Washington as well, and and football team fans, man, that's hard to say. Um, I think that they can feel optimistic about at least having a shot if they can get somebody to helm uh, the quarterback position. If they do that, maybe they can shed some of the the yearly – uh, drugs that they have they they do have a lot of money wrapped up in safety but I think that uh, that may be a spot where they can actually use as a strength to try to move forward on that side of the ball as well clearly they have more money to spend on offense I think that they have a shot and uh, I think that the Giants football team man uh, that's going to be a, I think a competitive thing going forward in this division we'll see what happens in Dallas but Uh, I'm kind of excited to watch this because I really don't have a choice. We watch them all the time, whether we like it or not. Uh, Do you feel that they'll actually be competitive next year?
0: The NFC East seems to always be competitive with with each other, (laughs) Will they be competitive with the rest of the NFL. It's kind of hard to see a complete team coming out of this division right now. I think Washington's defense is actually really good. It really came together, especially that, that front. And if they can get a quarterback and they can get a wide receiver, say, say Washington manages to trade into the top three somehow. They find a way to get up to number three. And they also bring in Kenny Galladay, who I think would be a great running mate for for Terry McLaurin, especially if he's healthy, or Allen Robinson, if you really want to swing for the fences and go big. They have the right. money to do it, right? And, and if they get a quarterback... you've got Jonathan Allen and one of the best bull rushes in football on that defensive line to go with chase young. I think that you could be pretty close to a complete team there in Washington. Ron Rivera, a a solid coach. He he's got a lot of experience in the NFL. He could definitely get them back to the playoffs, but you see in the NFC East all the time, teams don't win that division back to back. So I think it'll be somebody else this year.
1: That's fair enough. I'm, I'm looking forward to it and we're looking forward to next week, folks. Now that we've confirmed, completely confused ourselves and completed all the divisions in this league we'll actually get back to talking about roster building who to put where what you can do on the field and i for one jake thank you for guiding me through this because uh, i i need to talk about ball
0: we got through the money we get to get back to football real (laughs) soon
1: I'm looking forward to it. I hope you guys are too. Make sure that you check out tomorrow with Chris and Q and the rest of the week as well. We'll be back with you next Thursday. Thanks for listening today, and we will talk to you then.